Stop. The podcast you are about to listen to may include crude humor, uncomfortable topics, graphic depictions of sexual organs and activities, and, worst of all, curse words. Maybe leave the kids out of this one, okay? This is your warning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to This Is Your Warning, the podcast for adults by adults who think like children. My name is David, and I am in the swirling inferno of the apartment complex <laughs> I live in. And across the table from me is Brandy. I live here, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> she is also in the swirling inferno. There are a bunch of fire trucks outside right now because it looks like someone didn't follow the cooking instructions properly. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't put that much oil in that small a pot. That's all I'm saying. That or you they didn't know that oil had spilled in the burner and poof. Still a them problem, not a me problem. Anyway, Brandy. I especially don't care. It's her problem. <laughs> I won't go into that though. Anyway, how's it going? Um I'm super I'm fat and I'm like going through some things and I gotta get like more physically active and watch the way that I eat and I was dealing with some depression but I've talked to a couple of people you included and I'm I'm feeling a little bit better I got some other things on my mind how are you I'm good I'm good I know the I know the fat and needing to eat better struggle I'm there uh but uh for the people that are listening uh that don't know I joined a gym so I'm pretty much peak Arnold Schwarzenegger now it's It's only been like two and a half weeks mm -hmm. but like I can tell. Like, He's got them good genetics. Obviously, I'm gonna be really cut, and I'll be the next Mister Universe, yeah. and that's just the way it is. Not better than Sean Connery, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Oh. I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Sean Connery quote: uh, "There's nothing wrong with giving a woman a nice open-handed slap." Okay, never mind. He <laughs> said it for a movie. No, this was an interview. This is a real life interview. And Fuck you, Sean Connery. And like he said it back in the sixties, but then he also said it again like thirty years later. So I don't think anything was a kink. changed. No, my sister. No, it, it was it was like to be punched in the head. So. No, it it was a uh, you know sometimes women get out of line, so sometimes you got to give them a good open handed slap to put them back in their place. That is what he said. Sean Connery is not a good person. Yeah, I hate when I have people on pedestals they don't belong on. Mm-hmm, I hate mm-hmm. that shit. Oh, yeah. I hate that shit. Oh, yes. Yes. Terrible. I never would have jumped your dick, Sean Connery, <laughs> after finding out that information. May you rotten... I don't believe in that shit, but whatever. I mean, listen. it, Sean, if you had kept it in the bedroom, Brandy might have been on it. Because she likes it rough. Mm, a little bit. I don't rough stuff no more no 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 not really you used to talk about lagging the rough stuff you've made a compromise there I, then it's not even a compromise it's he he does not want me uncomfortable period ever period ever uh-huh. ever uh-huh. and so like if my clothes look uncomfortable he wants to buy me new ones if 
my face is wincing at all. He's like, oh, I'm hurt. You know, like, you know, if I'm Aww. walking in a pair of shoes that rubbed a little blister on the back of my feet, he demands that he goes to the gift shop at the zoo and buy me new fucking shoes, right? He does not want to see me uncomfortable. If I say, damn, my bank account's getting low. What can I do? You know, he does not want to see me uncomfortable. So I don't know if it's just in his nature to be more delicate. I mean, like, I mean, we get a little bit aggressive, but no, like, oh, no you're choking. a little pillow princess. I've literally turned into a pillow princess. Like, there's no choking. <laughs> there's no slapping. I think he might have patted me on the butt once. And I say pat because that's what it was. <laughs> um, I think I asked him to maybe, like, put his hand around my neck from behind. I think he's, no, no, no. I never asked him to do that. I asked him to pull my hair. And he just put his hands in my hair. He did not yank at all, you know. And I'm just kind of like um okay but i progress i know but no this was early on oh. i got over it because he's so attentive we're both very attentive to one another and sure. how each other's body moves and you know trying to get them to respond the way that we want them to and make them feel good whatever each other and so like there's times when like you know he's from behind you know and I can tell, like, there's a certain little position he's trying to get into that it feels just right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I say, like, put me where you want me, he's like, oh, you know. <laughs> so he'll just, like, you know, push down on my lower back or whatever he has to do. So it's not like we're just, like, vanilla, you know. like Yeah, yeah. But he's just, he's much more romantic than I'm used to. And I, I don't consider it a compromise. But, you know, with relationships you have to compromise well yeah but it is a compromise because you have expressed that you do like some rough stuff i like from time to time head like a motherfucker Uh uh-huh he likes it but he would much rather be intertwined with me Mm -hmm. um so that's been different for me because it turns me on just as much as receiving i mean it just does i don't know if it's a control thing or whatever um I think when I get a lot of weight off, I'm going to be more like, this is what I want you to do to me. Mm-hmm. Pick me up, slam me around. You know, a little bit. Yeah. But right now, it's just like, I, my fat ass can't do a whole lot anyway. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, I've I've done things over the years. And I mean, there are times when we don't have much time. So things get a little more aggressive, you know, um, just to for the P.S. de resistance, you know. <laughs> um, if y'all don't know what that means, I can't ex- exactly translate it. It just means the the, the, the penis peak resistance. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of sound like that. But you know, if you're trying to reach the peak moment in a short amount of time, you got to do some things rough and tough and fast and you know mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I don't know. Uh, he makes love, and I just go with the flow. So. It's very okay. strange, but I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Okay. But there are other compromises. Okay. Well, tell me about some of that. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? So, um. Well, hold on. Before we mm-hmm. get into those other compromises, have you historically been one to compromise much? No. Mm-hmm. No, no. Not at all. No. I mean, I've made adjustments, but it usually it was like, um. I had my life the way that it was and they weren't really able to bring anything to improve my life in any sort of way. So it was just like I did what I wanted and you don't have anything to 
contribute to make me see not like monetarily i'm just talking about anything like but with george he's in a better you know financial situation than i am he is he swears that he's not but he's more intelligent than i am he knows more than i do i learn from him i mean i've taught him some things but like um he's just different um in in a lot a lot of ways and so I trust him fully and I think that's the difference in this relationship is that I know compromise will have to happen because I trust the decisions that he makes for our lives are gonna our lives are gonna benefit us and I know that he has the best intentions so I have to kind of like get out of my head but like what I'm struggling with right now is that we're you know come July we will be a year together and this, you said before, this is like the most serious relationship you've been in, right? Yeah, because I don't ever think about, is this the best that's out there for me? Yeah. It's like, how did I get so fucking lucky? Yeah. And that's the and first that's time you felt that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what switches things, period. I mean, I was completely enamored with another man back in like 2011 or some time frame then that had I had him on a pedestal that he did not belong I never met the man though but sure. I felt very very strong emotions and I thought oh my god if I could be with this man like I would be the luckiest woman in the world but I never physically got to experience I it. didn't realize we knew each other back then yeah that's right that's oh wait sorry you yeah. said he didn't deserve to be on that pedestal yeah, no. <laughs> and he lived in Georgia oh well so, then, um, yeah I've never yeah, been there so no he actually lived in Georgia it's really funny because George lived in Atlanta. He lived in Atlanta. They lived yeah. in the same city. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know um, George then. Now I know George. But Interesting. anyway, so the, the, the so thing one that year. Yes, one year. And that's the thing that I'm struggling with the most is that um, for our relationship to progress. Yeah. We're going to live with one another or need to live with one another. Um we already don't like to be away from each other for as long as we are. Cause sometimes it's like two weeks we go without seeing each other and that sucks. It's like we effort, like the first week we're just like missing one another and we are constantly telling one another, sorry. And then, um, like the next week it's kind of like we get depressed and then we we get a little grumpy, you know, towards one another. And then when we finally get to see one another, all that goes away. So it's like, one week is about as much as we need to stay away from one another to stay healthy in the relationship. Cause we get, I don't know if it's just cause we're like, we want some sex or we're just really missing the other person and it's turned into depression. And so we are being catty towards one another or what the situation right. is like. We don't fight, but we have our little moments. Yeah. Um, but for <laughs> things to move forward and for me to be happy and I know he wants the same, we're going to have to live with one another. And I have a life here, you know, yeah. I have you, I have the podcast, I have other friends, Aww. I have <laughs> I have improv, I've been doing the stand-up thing and I want to make something happen between, you know, Dallas and Shreveport, like that is what I want. Um, I have things that I look forward to here, am I happy with where I live, the state that I live in? Not necessarily, you know? No, but you have to be the change that you want to see. In I know, and so it's like, you know, he's very much like... I already live in Arkansas and he's like, what the is wrong with tech? You know, like what's going on? Like, I don't want to live in Texas. And so at first it was like, he was wanting to move here and, um, for a couple of years and then 
try it out and then we talk about where we're going to go next. Sure. Um, just save our money because it's not too expensive here um, compared to like just up and moving to a big city. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that was the initial plan or that is what we initially talked about. And then um, so we decided that maybe not because he got that promotion at work. And so it's like, oh, okay, maybe we need to look at finding a place halfway between where each of us live. And that was the compromise. That's, that was the compromise that we, um, we're going to do. So like move halfway between each other. But then it's like, I would have to drive 45 minutes or better to get Braxton to school every day or something. Cause I don't, I didn't want to like the, there would be no point if I could just move to where he is. Right. Sure. So the point was Braxton's happy here. I've got things going on here. I don't want to move too far away here, but it's just like, mm, I don't know. So now that that's sorry. Now that that's um, kind of like, mm, that doesn't really make sense. Neither of us want to live in some little Atlanta, Texas or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like whatever. And so we kind of talked a few times and now it's more like, sounds like it's going to be him leaning towards, us just keep doing what we're doing for another year and what four months, three months and then just uproot our whole lives and start over in Colorado or wherever he wants. He's considering Pacific Northwest, but I don't have Pacific Northwest money. Even Colorado is cheaper. <laughs> Most people don't have yes. Pacific Northwest money. And I don't want to deal with earthquakes and freaking forest fires and stuff like that, but there are forest fires in Colorado too. So, um, I just, I know I've been to Colorado. I like the vibe there. Um, but it's just thinking about uprooting my life. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And starting over. Like, I won't have... I mean, maybe we can figure out how to do the podcast, you know, virtually. Oh, yeah. You know, it's cool. It's possible. Um, but I won't have you, like, here. I won't have, you know, Roberta and my other friends, Mallory. I won't have the people that I see. I won't... If I do get involved in improv or comedy in any way, I'm just going to have to like start completely over from scratch. And that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Like yeah. it all sucks. It does. And my, you know, my kid is here. I mean, she'll be in Austin probably, but um, just being even further away from her. And then just the thought of Braxton going somewhere new and being unhappy. Mm -hmm. It makes me very, very nervous. And then I think, okay. You're thinking of all the bad things that it could be. You're thinking like, oh, you have to start over. Or, oh, you you won't have these things to lean on. And then. Oh, know, what if David finds a new co-host? Yeah, that's true. I don't. I mean, I do care. Yeah, I care. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because you like talking to me. Because I'm your favorite yeah. person in the room right now. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just that I was talking to him about it last night and I. I said, I'm struggling. Like, I'm struggling with the thoughts of it. I'm having anxiety. Um, <laughs> but I said, it dawned on me that I've been single most of my life. Sure. I've always relied on making connections, like, with friends to feel fulfilled in that way. But George is my best friend. And so, you know, having a life with him might be fulfilling enough that eventually I will start to do those extracurriculars. But in my brain right now, it's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and I'm going to go to Colorado 
and then I won't have anything. Yeah. But I'll have him, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it will be different. And we compromise a lot in other ways. Like, for instance, I like to do things. I do like to socialize. I like to be involved in comedy and, and like we do improv and this, right? Sure. George is a, you saw him. <laughs> George is a chiller. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a he's a man after my own heart. He's like, he's a chiller. He's just like what he doesn't do the bars, the clubs. Oh, it's fine. I mean, I'm not either. I mean, if unless I'm doing like stand up or something. Sure. But um, he swears that if we move to a big city, that he's going to be way more hyped to, to get out and do stuff. And I was like, yeah, but that means we're going to be spending money in a more expensive place. You know that we probably don't need to move to. You know, so like, right? It's just all these things, and I still feel like it. I hate to say that. If he had not gotten that raise that this like because his company was bought out and so his title changed to something else that got they had to bump him up to the pay for that company. Okay. And so he got a kind of like a title like a promotion pretty much. And I'm just like if that wouldn't have fucking happened then he would have come here and he would have found a job here and we would have done the two to three year thing. So now that that happened it's like he makes way more money than I do so I can't ask him to be the one to compromise. Cause that's stupid, you know? And so I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's a struggle. He's like, you're always worried about the things that may not happen. And I'm like, but they could. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I they mean, could. but I mean, you've also got stuff that's happened to you that, that, you know, gives you more reason to, to stay in the area. Like you were telling me about the, the, the stand up in Shreveport, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so for the audience, you know, members that you haven't personally talked to. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I was at an open mic um, week last Monday. Killing it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, people liked my stuff. Fucking killing it. Except the other comedians. <laughs> other comedians are bitches. They, they don't <laughs> laugh. But like, so I, you know, I go in, I walk in. I was late because I get off of work late guy that was on stage was like hello when i walked in the door you know and i was like hello motherfuckers <laughs> you know like that and he's like i like you so like I, as i was doing my set or other people were doing sets i was watching i was like seeing that he was taking notes sure um it was an open mic for those purposes to kind of like help other comedians yeah. critique their stuff and give them pointers or whatever um so i thought he was just taking notes just to help other people i got up and did my set there were like a few times that he was like I like you, you know, and he would like mouthed it to me one time and I was like, okay, you know, like <laughs> what's going on here? You know, I mean, I don't think he's like a big name in comedy or whatever, but he's trying to make, I mean, I'm sure he's well known, um, in his circles, right? Yeah. He was very funny. Um, but he was like, don't leave. I want to talk to you afterwards, whatever. So afterwards he was like, there were other people that had started talking to him before I came out. And when I came out, he was like, no like come talk to me so i don't know if um he meant to tell those other two people the same thing or because they were there and i'm not this sounds like i'm trying to hype myself up but he ended up telling all of us but i didn't see him telling the other people that he was like really into what they were doing right when they were doing it so i feel like um that's cool but he does stand up at a couple of different places in shreveport on the regular and he's like i'm willing you know to pay you to come out like he's like your your stuff is smart and he's like you you got something and he's like it's just kind of rare you know to see it he said because he's like i don't think it he's like a lot of people think women are not funny and he's like you were sitting you were standing there to 
tonight and i could tell that a lot of those men were just not gonna laugh at your stuff like regardless and i was like yeah yeah because they're comedians i don't know if you know this you have a vagina (laughs) pussy. yeah (laughs) um well there are other comedians for one a few of them have heard my shit a couple of times already so i don't expect them to laugh um but uh he was just like it's just the way it is and he's like and you're a big girl he said but that's just gonna other comedians are that way and then so many men just refuse to admit that there are funny women out there and he's like you are a funny woman and he's like i want you to come and you know see what's up yeah i mean if i if i'm gonna do it it's gonna be um for april 29th so the last friday of every month at the um place in shreveport Yes, that uh, that comedy place. It's not a comedy club. It's um, a that restaurant. place that does comedy. It's a restaurant that you would be at, which is called. <laughs> it's called. Um, and we're definitely not looking it up on a phone right I'm now. Not. The missing link. Yes, the missing link. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. Shreveport. Go to bed, y'all from Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> um. You were you were singing something else. You must have watched it. Have you seen The Princess and the Frog lately? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, because yeah. you were singing. Um, the kiddo likes it. You were singing it, so. the, the, the Bad Guys song yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. It's a good one. It's so I, good. I think it, it ranks higher in my mind because, uh, you know, we're from Louisiana. But oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I get it. That's true. Like, there ain't so many people that are going to get the Shree Pope joke. Yeah. But. When he said it, I yeah, was, it was dying. <laughs> We're from somewhere far away from here. Go to bed. Y'all, Y'all from, from Shreveport. <laughs> I loved him. He was Everyone listening is like, these fucking weirdos. <laughs> that man is like, not even, I don't even think he's from Louisiana. The guy that voices is. Yeah. Yeah. He did just, a great job though. He did a good job. Really Kudos cute. to him. But anyway. Who's? The sadness of compromise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had to give up her restaurant, except that she didn't have to give up her yeah. restaurant. He just had to give up everything. Everything. Granted, he didn't have anything. Nope. Except for a backstabbing son of a bitch manservant. Mm-hmm. How little, dare he? What's up with little fat short men? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, you can't say that what? because Belle's dad. Who? Belle's dad from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. He was... He was a jolly, chubby man. That's true. Liked him. It's a good daddy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I got off on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't get off on Belle's Uh, dad. So I don't. (laughs) He's dead, probably. I mean, you know, Mm. Revolution era France. Yeah. Probably. Probably. But you never know. I mean, what was it? One of those Bible characters lived to be 700 years old. So anything's possible. Mm. Oh, that's a whole different episode. Let's not go there. That's a whole different episode. It seems like you have your hands full. But on the bright side, in the meantime, you're going to get to do some stand-up. Yes. For audiences, ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind. Mm. That restaurant's name again. The Missing Link. The Missing Link. It's a fucking hot dog restaurant. I was like, I said, did you did a, you invite me? That is a fantastic know, name for said, a restaurant. Did you invite me because dogs. I'm fat? Or is, did you invite me because you looked at me and thought I knew how to handle a wiener? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I don't, it's it's not perfect. perfect. I'm fucking funny. See, but, 
Everyone laugh. <laughs> if you want to laugh, go to the missing link last Friday of, of the month. Yeah. And you will get to see Brandy up I mean, on He invited stage. me. He had a couple of drinks. So, but he asked me for my headshot. So I think, I think I'm supposed to be going on April 29th. So. Well, there you go. Look at that. There you <sighs> next go. Next weekend, not this coming, but next weekend, I'm going to Austin. Oh, yeah. Friday on the 22nd. Getting weird and then in the 20- Austin. 3rd and 24th and 25th, we'll be in Colorado. Experimenting. I hope George with doesn't Polly listen to this podcast because he doesn't Marie. know where we're going. Experimenting with Polly no, and Marie in Austin and getting high in Colorado. Probably getting high in both. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Unless you're Brandy's employer, then no, that was just a joke. What? Calm the fuck down. What? <laughs> it's legal where I am. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, you literally can walk around Austin and they have people with signs, $20 for weed. Yeah. You know, so. Austin doesn't give a shit. Nope. If you haven't been to uh, Austin, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you should go to Austin because Austin doesn't give a fuck Mm-mm. about anything else. Nope. Uh, don't go during South by Southwest though. That's just a cluster. Yeah. That's or just crazy. Um, ACO. Yeah. Yeah. Really, none of the yeah. really big events <laughs> that you hear of in Austin. Don't go. That's just I uh, asked, out of towners being assholes. I asked George, "Would you be willing to stand in line for four hours for food?" And he's like. Are we talking about some barbecue place in Austin? No. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> have you ever been to Franklin Barbecue? No, mm. I have not. I've always wanted to, but you literally have to get there like seven or eight in the morning mm-hmm. and they don't open until 11. No, fuck that. Noise. Otherwise, you'll get there and you'll still be in line for two to three hours. Fuck that. <laughs> like, I can eat food anywhere. I don't know. It's a whole experience, though. It's it's a barbecue place. There's plenty of good barbecue joints all over Texas. I guess. I don't give a shit about we experience. Have some here. You know what type of experience I care about? Medieval times <laughs> where the jousting is realer than the sword fighting, but I've it doesn't been. matter because the only time I've been, my night won. So that's You've only been what's once? up. Yep, only been once. I've never been. Because I you know, I'm not driving to Dallas just to go to a dinner theater show. Well, since I haven't planned anything for Austin, what are some of your suggestions for Austin for me and our audience? I don't know. I don't know if there's a medieval times in <laughs> Austin, but if you like the smell of horse shit while you eat chicken, medieval times is for you. Okay. okay? You. So there's that. Live your best life. Austin. Uh, I don't know. It's mostly just getting high and finding all the weird places. Like, well, like Ladybird Lake and then there's Barton Springs pool and, um, the so Barton Springs pool is this like, natural spring pool that stays at like 65 degrees yeah. all year long have you ever been no oh yeah. no i, I go it. to go to like uh sixth street of course yeah. uh, they got some really cool bars and stuff over yeah. there um to speakeasy <laughs> yeah it's called yeah. speakeasy uh if is george into beer yes uh i think they have a flying saucer down there okay love the flying saucer they got like 200 different beers on tap so you can try so many different things. It's incredible. Um, but we are coming up on time. Oh, yeah. We probably passed it. <laughs> I mean, no, we're getting oh, pretty okay. close. Um, thank you for listening in, ladies and gentlemen. If you like us and, and want to let us know, go ahead and you know leave a five-star review. Uh, you know, Subscribe to us. Get some auto-download going. Leave us a comment just as long as it's really nice. Otherwise, we will probably not call you out, but... We'll we'll think about it. 
if you are listening um. <laughs> on Apple, that is anywhere else. I don't know. There's no rating system anywhere uh-uh. else. It's ridiculous. Uh, if you are on the socials, find us on the socials on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We still don't do a whole lot on, no. but it's there. You can see the different couple of things that we have done. Um, outside of that, if you have any ideas for like topics you want to hear us talk about, or if you yourself want to come talk to us, we can keep you anonymous. We can, you know, do Come whatever. Come on down. Come on down. Let us know. Email those questions and your, you know, your ideas to us at thisisyourwarningpod at gmail.com. With that, my name is David. And I'm Brandy. And this is your warning. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.